everyone, welcome back to Autocrat Primer where we love us everything in this world. We actually love everything. Typically when I do this for the YouTube channel, my wife will chime in and go, toys or you know, stuff that we're talking about. But today, tonight, right now, we are on the road and uh, I felt this podcast needed to be shared. Now, it's interesting the times we're living in. And for me, they're extremely alarming. This topic tonight is going to probably make some people uncomfortable. It will make some people think that I am bat crap crazy. But what I hope it does is make you think and research. For the longest time, we have been told by doomsday preachers and by you know, hellfire and brimstone preachers that the end of the world is coming in some shape, form, or fashion. But there was always things that me, as a scholar, looking at the scriptures, and just basing it off of the subject matter, and also being a historian, looking at the historical sites and seeing that certain things that the Bible... <coughs> That, the, that these preachers are preaching haven't happened yet when they were preaching it. And there's a moment of a time that is referred to in Isaiah that Damascus would become a ruinous heap. And then after Damascus is made a ruinous heap, then you have the son of perdition. You start having the events taking place of end times. So, has Damascus been destroyed? The answer is yes. Into a royalness heap. It has absolutely been destroyed. It was destroyed by President Barack Obama, where his campaign said it was that the president of the country was gassing his own people. So, what was America's answer to that? Let's just drop a whole sh- crap bomb. Uh, bombs on top of the people. They might be getting poisoned by their leader, but we're going to make sure that we do it right. We're going to bombard it and we're going to destroy it and we're going to make it to a wilderness heap and we'll say we'll stop doing this when she resign and step down and then Russia stepped in and was like no, you know, you're not going to give up this stronghold. You're not going to be strong-armed by America for this. Now, let's fast forward all the way back to the year 2001. In 2001, life as we knew it was grand and wonderful. And in America, we were safe. So we thought. Now, it's always been that we have to, our events have to happen for for the American people to actually stand up and want to correct a wrong. Our, our leaders think we are the police of the whole world. So, 9-11 takes place. 9-11. The two towers come down. People lose their lives. It is, you know, you could believe it's an inside job. It's not an inside job. All these other things. That doesn't matter at this moment. But what does matter is the fact that little baby Junior Bush decided... He was going to now invade Iraq. But yet, Iraq had nothing to do 
with 9-11, but yet we were now doing the war on terror. And we had to go in there because they had weapons of mass destruction. Now, the interesting thing is that as this is unfolding and blowing up in everybody's face, literally and figuratively speaking, you have this instance that's taking place that America gets the ground troops, boys on the ground. They storm into Baghdad. And what do they go for? They go for the artifacts of Gilgamesh. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but Gilgamesh and Nimrod and Osiris are believed in, in scholars in the, as being the same person. A lot of people don't tell you this, but it's depicting that the same person that Nimrod, Gilgamesh, and Osiris are actually the same individual. That his name was changed whenever the Tower of Babel took place, when you had this moment in which uh, God confused all the languages. And why would he confuse all the languages? Because there was an, uh, a gibbering. What it means is there was a regular human man, and his father was Cush, and he stole the garments, the garments that God himself had touched that Adam and Eve put on. No one else had ever put these garments on because you weren't supposed to. But he does. And when he does, the technology changes him into a god. As he is being transformed into this god, all of a sudden you have the whole world under his authority. And he is bringing back the worship of the gods. The ones that were in this in Tartarus. <clears throat> the ones that's in jail. The ones that you see these entities are working to try and free. And so you have this event that took place in the past. It was so great that shortly after the biggest flood that had ever happened, it consumed all the Nephilim and the Raphaim to a degree. You now have everyone is under one language and everyone is building a tower. The Tower of Babel. Now, a lot of people will sit there and say, "Well, that Tower of Babel. What was it so much? What was so much fearful?" A lot of people think that they were going to be building a Stargate to go into the heavens. But you have your also your flat earthers, which we'll have a podcast where I talk about flat Earth in a future thing. But you also have the thing where it is believed that the Tower of Babel was exactly what it was supposed to be—a ladder to the heavens. They believed that they were going to be able to get up to the firmament, open up the firmament, and storm heaven and overthrow God. That's what they literally believed they were going to do. And the people were working together to make this happen. Mankind wanted to have its revenge on the gods. And we had our own god, a human, that got turned into a god and was very powerful and was able to do great things. It says he was a mighty hunter. And when this refers to as a mighty hunter, it means that he didn't hunt animals like lions. He did, you know, he did hunt lions and tigers and bears all my. But there was something that was a greater hunt. Humans. He hunted humans. 
this is the reason why Esau was so upset and gave up his birthright because Esau was the one that killed Nimrod. And when he killed Nimrod, his generals came and said, who was powerful enough to slay a god? We will take pieces of this god and may we become, as we take his flesh, we will become as gods. And so they cut his body up into 13 pieces. And as his body was cut up in 13 pieces, what ends up happening is it's, it's more that they were trying to take part of his flesh. His wife comes in. She fights it. She gets him back, puts him together. He goes into a stasis. And here is the reason why I'm saying something about Osiris Damrod. It was believed that he was brought back together. His body was able to come out together, but was, he was not able to come out of come out of the coma that he is in. That they found the technology of the gods, and they set him inside this technology, because I believe there was technology greater than what we have today. And that he sat there, and they put his body in stasis. I believe this is what when you had. Saddam Hussein referring to himself that he was the reincarnation of Nimrod. I mean, he truly believed. He said that he, everywhere he had himself set up as Nimrod. Everywhere he had himself set up as Nimrod. And he was building a ziggurat just like Nimrod had. And he was going to do the, 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 the gardens. And, I mean, this is what he was doing. And everyone was wondering why Saddam Hussein went from, okay, this, this tyrant to this actual man believing he was a god. I think it's what he found. Now, in the Bible it says that the Antichrist, now, it says there's going to be many Antichrists, many, many, many Antichrists out there. And that uh, with that, you have, it, it, it's, it's saying the spirit of the Antichrist is out there. Now, what the Antichrist spirit is, is, when you reject Jesus Christ, not only as your Lord and Savior, but you, you reject his divinity. You reject his divine nature, his divine order. And in doing so, that is the sin that can never be forgiven. Is when you reject him, that means you do not reject the gods of this world, which were the fallen. And you follow their teachings. You follow their ways. So as this is taking place, it says in the scripture, says he was, he was not, and yet is. Now this is an interesting thing because this means that the Antichrist had to exist at one time. That he was, he was sent away, he went away, and that he would return. And that his would be the mockery of Jesus Christ. And that would be Jesus died. And was resurrected on the third day for the redemption of every lost soul, every person out there. And he is living at the right hand of the Father. He is who was and was. You know, so Jesus is the one that's always been. He was, he is, and he is forever. Now the Antichrist is the opposite of that. He, he was, he was not, and yet is. So I'm wondering. If we were able to find the DNA of an alien, let's just put it like that, an alien, um, and we found his body, and, it's, and we found the, the DNA, and 
then all of a sudden, guys, all of a sudden, and this goes for you Bigfoot, um, you Bigfoot people, you, you understand that the government, uh, has claimed that they've been killing giants, hunting them down, shooting them, and then coming and airlifting their carcass off, why would they need to be killing Sasquatch? It's because the Sasquatch is one of the last remnants of the Nephilim. I believe that there, there's, there's a few left. And that is their heritage. And what they're doing is, is they're taking their bodies, the giant's bodies, to go back to the secret base that's surrounded by a bunch of eagles, which would be the United States trying to reincarnate Nimrod. He was, he was not, and yet is. He is the true Antichrist. What would we do as a society and a world if all of a sudden everything showed up and there was aliens, you crafts, and we're told we, the resurrection of Ra, the resurrection of Nimrod, the resurrection of Osiris, here he is. He was, he was not, and yet is. And we see him come out as a perfect person and he's here to unite, unite us. Now, here's the thing that also makes me worry about this is the fact that you have COVID that has hit the earth and now everybody is running out to get a vaccine. They have no idea what's in the vaccine. They don't know what the vaccine will actually do to their bodies in the future. And there's some places and where places is forcing people to get those vaccines. And that you have to show proof that you've received this vaccine, which is clearly known as RNA, rewritable DNA. And you got to show proof or you have to wear a mask or you can't work at this place anymore. You can't work at the federal buildings anymore unless you have this vaccine. You're not going to be able to be an employee of the state. And realize that this, this vaccine has not gone through the regular FDA processes. This is on uh, emergency basis, which means they haven't done the studies. It means they tested a couple of weeks on, you know, probably smaller mammals uh, or even rodents, but, but has not been tested for approval for humans, and yet everybody has to have this thing. Yes. And that is our teacher for life, my Hello. wife. Um... And she used to be a school teacher. So for her, that's alarming because if she was still a school teacher, that means that before she could go back to her job, she would be forced to take a vaccine of something that clearly has been not FDA approved. So the question is, if they're already prepping us to receive a mark as a vaccine because of fear and propaganda, what happens when you have the son of perdition, Nimrod, being resurrected, and he has the golden key to eternal life here and now, how many people will line up to receive that vaccine, that mark? To me, it's extremely alarming, and it, it definitely brings up the question on what is going on with our timetable. Because we do know that there is a structure of some asteroid size that is big as um, 
Manhattan. We'll be coming uh, into the solar system and closer to the Earth than any other near-Earth object in the year 2029. What happens if you have a destruction on a global event, uh, being uh, destroyed on a global event, and then on top of that, you have the saviors, which would be, they've always been here. They're not coming from another solar system. They've been stuck here. This is a prison planet for them and for us to prevent sin from leaving this realm. And what happens? What happens to the world of all of a sudden? There's a vaccine that makes it where you won't have cancer. You won't get sun cancer, skin cancer. You're not going to worry about weight loss. You're not going to worry about eating and stuff like this. Your body is going to be able to rejuvenate. We don't have enough food or water for everybody. So you get this mark and you get this. And it's going to allow you to have these substance. You don't think it's not able to happen. You need to look this stuff up. It's extremely alarming. And I'm wondering if Nimrod is being right now awakened out of his stasis. Out of out of his stasis right now so that the Antichrist, the first Antichrist, which was Nimrod, returns to the world that he created, that all these secret societies follow, all these, these gods and different gods. And not only that, but they're all about Showing who they worship and who they honor. And they're honoring all the old gods. There's a battle coming. And it's not just for your soul, but it's actually for you you're, for you as a person. There's a war coming. And the one that's going to be leading that war, I believe, is going to be the Antichrist. And that, to me, makes me wonder if our government... Storm Baghdad took all those research and all those all that all those clay tablets that dealt with Gilgamesh in the resurrection pit that Saddam Hussein found something that was a weapon of mass destruction left in his hands and that the elite had been looking for this because it was believed that he found this at the Euphrates River and when you follow the scriptures it says that there are angels that were locked up in the Euphrates River and they will be released into the world. Damascus is destroyed as a ruinous heap. These events will take place and take a look at our world today. Right now our world is at a place in which is closer to Bible prophecy than any other time in history. At any other time in history. And we're now looking at genetic mutations. We're looking at genetic engineering. We're looking at cloning humans and babies. China just created 27 viable offspring embryos that had horses' bodies. That's centaurs being returned. What's next? The Manitar? Or a lion-like man or you know mermaids mermaids and for the uh for you bigfoot sasquatch people out there 
why is it this Sasquatch is becoming more aggressive? Becoming more violent? What's up with this with this dog man? Or better yet, the werewolf. That we're seeing these cryptics coming out of the woodworks and we have no idea where they're coming out from. But it's as if they've always been here, hiding and waiting. Knowledge shall increase. Man shall go to and fro on the earth. And the sad thing is, it also says that my people shall be destroyed for lack of knowledge. If something takes place and happens, people, are you going to be able to live off the grid? Are you going to be able to live off the land? Or are you going to be scrapping and fighting to get that one can of peanuts? The only can of peanuts in the world. Are you going to be out there fighting for it? You might say no. You might say, I won't do it. But how are you going to look at your child? Are you going to be able to look at your child and say, my morals are more important to me than putting food in your belly? You don't think that it's, it's not going to come that black and white? It will. And if you're not ready, if you're not prepared, then God help you. As always, like I always tell you, pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies in the corner. God bless.